space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle of what a goal! What a goal! Hey everybody, this is Reb Brad, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I don't think I've ever done this before. I was looking ahead at the podcast schedule, and I've got this big gap for October 11th, and I was just thinking, what can I come up with? What can I say? What's going on? I mean, there's so much going on, but um, if you don't know, in the United States, I believe, October is pastor appreciation month or it's ministry appreciation month, I think more largely. And as we've been going through this month, one thing we've been doing with Soccer Chaplains United is highlighting and featuring the different chaplains and people that work with our organization. And uh, really, you know, some people are raising money through us and uh, they need support for the work that they're doing with their teams. Uh, Other people aren't. Uh, they're just, you know, part of our membership, part of our group. And um, but I wanted to take a minute, I think, and and I don't even know how long this podcast is going to go today. But I just wanted to highlight the different chaplains and people working with Soccer Chaplains United because um, I, I can't tell you after doing this for 22 years uh, as a volunteer chaplain, it's just a blessing to be able to work alongside some of these people. They give of their time, their effort, their energy. They take time away from family to serve the teams, the clubs, the organizations that they do. They contribute into the larger work of chaplaincy in the sport of soccer. And they're doing other things in the meantime. They have ministries. They have callings. They have work that they're doing besides. And I just I love to feature and honor and highlight people. And so uh, what I wanted to do today is just take a little bit of time, work through each chaplain, and I'm going to be a little bit off the cuff here. You know, usually I think through pretty thoroughly what I want to say and write some things out. I'm going to avoid doing that today. I just want to be off the cuff and kind of spontaneous, which I know some of you are like, Brad, we know you. You're a a one on the Enneagram. You're a planner. How are you doing this? Yeah, I'm going outside my zone here for sure. But I just want to talk through these people, uh, the different places where I've been able to be with them, spend time with them, encourage them, coach them, learn from them, and maybe just share a little thing or two and then just kind of move through our group. And in a way, I'm expressing my love and my thanks for them. And I hope you hear that. I hope you hear my heart for them. And each one I know I, I know them a little bit differently to different levels and, and extents, but I I just feel a deep kinship with each of them, uh, and hopefully you get a little bit of that today as you as you listen through the podcast. And you know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know how you listen or engage to our podcast. You know, maybe you're an athlete, coach, you're a staff member with one of these teams. I'm I'm talking about your people. You know, I'm talking about your person. Um, maybe you're a supporter of the ministry. Maybe you're just like, what is a soccer chaplains United thing? What is this from the touchline? Who is Rev Brad? And so maybe it's a little bit more introductory. Um, 
there's some pieces on our website. There's some things in our app where you can meet and discover these chaplains. And I just encourage you to do that. There's ways to connect with them on social medias and, and other things if they have those things. And and they just let you know who these people are. But I think they're pretty special people. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be working through our website. And uh, our chaplains are kind of listed on our website, the front page. Uh, you can see their pictures there. And I'm just going to kind of work, uh, you know, sort of left to right. And, and the way that we organize them is we put the those that are working in Major League Soccer, we put them first. And then if they're working in the women's NPSL, like we just kind of work down through the professional leagues, uh, down into some of the folks that are doing some additional work for the ministry. Maybe they're on the sidelines for a minute with a team or there's a life situation, career situation going on. Uh, which has them taking a little bit of a step back from direct ministry and they're contributing in a, other ways. And I'll I'll share a little bit more about that. But I just want to work through each chaplain. And so, you know, y- y- you might be someone who listens to the podcast regularly and you're like, hey, Red Brad, thanks, but no thanks. I just want to encourage you, hang in there, listen, because these folks are tremendous, tremendous friends of mine. Like I, I wouldn't be afraid to call any of them friend. And we don't work on staff per se together, but we do. And um, I'd love to think that all these people were hand selected by me. They weren't. Um, We go through a a pretty, I think good process of uh, interviewing people and, and really as, as a board and, and the other chaplains that are part of the group, as we consider someone for candidacy and for chaplaincy, uh, there's there's some people that weren't necessarily my my initial first choice and um and I don't even think that I get a choice really like it's a team collaborative effort sometimes and um I don't think I'll get into the details of those stories but each of these folks has a unique way that they've come to Soccer Chaplains United a unique way that they serve their people and I just want to feature and highlight and praise them today so let's begin Chaplain Greg Joyner. So Greg comes to us. He is the chaplain of Nashville SC. Nashville, if you don't know by now, in Major League Soccer is one. They've got a new stadium. They're one of the newer teams. They they came out of the USL Championship, and Billy Servany did a great work to get chaplaincy going there. I'll talk about Billy in a little bit. But Greg has come now. Billy's done a handoff earlier this year, and Greg's come in to be the Nashville SC chaplain. Greg, what I love about him is that he played the game in college, University of Mobile. And this isn't true of all of our chaplains. In fact, I, I think it's a myth and a misnomer that, you know, the the best chaplains should have played soccer at like a high level, college level or pros or semi-pro. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. But Greg brings this unique aspect to the game in that he has been in a pretty high level soccer locker room. And so – but – but God called him into some other things. And so uh, what I love is that, is that Greg, uh, Greg and his family really epitomize Nashville for me. And they are just um, – they're kind and generous. Uh, Greg's been so, so gracious to begin this work, kind of following in Billy's footsteps. He's taken this handoff, and he's just made Nashville SC his own. Uh, you know, there's there's things that Greg enjoys doing that that I think feed into and help 
his work. You know, mainly he works with Search Nashville. Search, if you don't know that group, they come alongside these these groups of sort of professional, uh, career professionals, professional men, and, and they have these conversations. And they talk about real life matters like faith issues, family issues, vocation issues, and just wherever they are. And Greg had served as a pastor for a number of years before he, he launched into Search. And um, I just want to encourage you to get to know Greg, get to know Greg Joyner. And, you know, it's exciting. Nashville, for me, I've got some significant relationships amongst the coaching and playing staff still. And um, they're they're kind of the team in the East that I love to follow and, and cheer for. And, and it just helps me to know that Greg being there, uh, is a representative, not not of me, of course, but but really of God, and and in the people that I love, the relationships that I've had for a long time, Greg, I think is a great fit, and he's someone that, following on from Billy, has just been a tremendous add-on to our team with Soccer Chaplains United. So Greg Joyner, I think I think he's a doctor. He's he's certainly a pastor. Um, he's certainly a brother. You you have to get to know. Well, here's the next guy, Chaplain Ben Dudley. So Ben is, he's, I think, next to Ricardo, I'll talk about Ricardo later, is our longest-serving tenured chaplain. He is a volunteer co-chaplain with the Portland Timbers in Major League Soccer. And, you know, Ben Ben is one of those guys, Ben's a brother, I'd say. He's, he's uh, we're the same age, so it's, you know, it's like uh, we're a brother from another mother in some ways. Um, I, I have a distinct number of memories with Ben. And, and and Ben's that guy that always gives me – the thing we have in common is Manchester United for sure. But Ben and I always give each other a little bit of grief. And um, But one special moment, one special memory that I can recall with Ben is um, he, was, he was new into the ministry, new and working with us. We Back then we were called cross-training ministries. And um, Ben came out to Colorado for a retreat. And on that retreat, I had several people in the room and and we actually had a, a couple people um, who brought guitars up to this particular retreat. And we were just talking about life and ministry and other things. And 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 Ben has his story um, of, of being in Waco and, and working with uh, a church down there and, and going to Baylor University. He was part of a band. and um, But there was a period of time in which Ben kind of got away from music. And um, – you know, we, we, we kind of ended this retreat and Ben had picked up this guitar and, you know, just amazed me at least because I didn't, I didn't know this when, when he had come out. But we were talking later and I forget if it was like immediately after or maybe a few weeks we we're on a phone call. and But he said something to me. He goes, hey, Brad, you know, this retreat time was really awesome because I think I found the music again. He said something like that or, a, you, you know, the, the notes that had gone silent for him in his life, um, there was a joy that I think came back and, and it wasn't just about picking up a guitar at our retreat, but I think through the work of working with the Timbers, uh, being kind of connected into our group, um, our friendship, our kinship. And that's, that's seen me go to Portland a number of times and fly fish with Ben and spend time with Ben and his family. And, and there's just been some unique special moments that we've, we've shared and carried. And, and there's been some challenge too. Ben's, Ben's one of those guys who keeps me on my toes and, and challenges me towards the way that I think about ministry, the way I think about doing things. And I've always appreciated that about him. Um, at the end of the day, we love each other. Um, but Ben, Ben won't be afraid to hold back. You know, he, he'll, uh, 
he'll give me a strong word if if he feels like it it's needed and and he invites me in too he says hey you know can can you give me some insight into this thing that that I'm I'm working through that I'm trying to deal with too and so I really feel this special unique connection to Ben and uh, we've we've been together on a panel before in Chicago at the uh, United Soccer Coaches Convention, and we've we've been talking about kids and coaching kids and and character kind of issues. Today, he's the executive director of Free Guitars for Kids, and so I think Ben is just really finding his rhythm. Uh, no pun intended. Well, maybe there is a pun intended, but I think he's really found his rhythm now, and um, he's just he's one of those guys that you just you love being around. And so I I love Ben Dudley. He's he's like a brother to me, and just want to encourage uh, you that, um, you, you know, maybe you've got someone like a Ben who can be a challenger, but also a supporter in the same breath. So let me talk next about Chaplain Troy Reedy. So Troy is the other co-chaplain with Portland Timbers. And um, Troy uh, came on and started working with Ben as co-chaplain. I, I think it was around 2014. And, um, and, and then Troy and Ben, uh, joined up with Soccer Chaplains United in 2017. And uh, what, what I love about Troy is Troy's heart. Um, you, you can tell just by spending a little bit of time with Troy that Troy loves Jesus deeply and it it influences everything that he does, um, except maybe when he's giving me some grief about fly fishing on a river. But uh, no, just kidding, Troy. Uh, you know, Troy's a coach at Warner Pacific University and he assistant coached with Portland Timbers U- U23 PDL team for a number of years. Troy Troy played. So uh, when we look at some of the folks in our in our team on our squad, Troy's probably played at the highest levels professionally. Um, he played uh, for uh, I think he was drafted by the Sounders. Uh, played for the Timbers. Played for Spokane Shadow. Uh, played overseas. Uh, tried playing in Norway. Played in. Tajikistan and, and kind of help set up soccer um, and some federation stuff in Tajikistan. So he's, he's done some really great work. And um, what I love about Troy is, is Troy, uh, he's got coaches' eyes for things. And, you know, that's just something that, and, and, and a for, as a former uh, professional player as well, Troy brings these elements and aspects into our team that, that are really needed. Um, you know, I, I don't, again, I've said it before. I, I don't think that you need to be a former pro to be a chaplain, uh, to be a good chaplain, to be, you know, a good lover of people care, caring well for people, but you need to know the nuances of soccer football culture. And, uh, Troy does those things. He knows those things. Uh, what I also love about Troy too, is, um, we both have Honda pilots and we both do a little mileage comparison from time to time. Like how many hundreds of thousands of miles do you have? And, and uh, so we, we, we play back and forth a little bit with some of that. And Troy's been out to Colorado a, a, a couple of times. I've been out to Portland again with he and Ben doing some fly fishing and going for food and, and just spending time at games and, and other places. And Troy's got a, a great family. He's got three boys and, and his wife. They're, they're all really supportive. He, he plays guitar as well and just really gifted. Uh, he, he's really gifted as a, as a chaplain, um, as a pastor, as a leader, as, as a coach. And uh, it's been cool to get to see and get to know Troy. Troy's raising money through Soccer Chaplains United. He, he raised an ex, uh, a pretty extensive amount through us. So it's, it's been great to partner with him in that way and to see Soccer Chaplains United kind of be a, a, good, a good place for him for his family and, um, and a good support. 
Well, next, Chaplain Carlos Alejandro, or Cali, as he likes to be called, as he likes to be known. Now, Cali's new. Uh, Cali's originally from Mexico City. He uh, came in. He came to the states in 2011 to kind of work and serve in ministry, and so he's he's worked for a number of years among youth and mission. And um, right now, though, he's a volunteer pastor with Venture in Espanol. It's a it's a church plant out of Venture Christian Church. And, uh, you know, Callie has been serving the San Jose earthquakes as a chaplain. This is a role he started right around 2020, right around the pandemic. And it was kind of weird because maybe it was late 2019, 2020. He, he starts serving with the team and then the pandemic kind of shut everything down. And um, earlier this year, you know, one of the initiatives that was, was coming nationally was we need to try to get chaplains that aren't connected, aren't affiliated to affiliate with one of the five major uh, chaplaincy sports ministry groups that are out there. And so Cali uh, decided, hey, Soccer Chaplains United seems like a good fit, a good family. Um, Cali's bivocational. He's raising money through us, but he owns an electrical business. And um, he's he kind of juggles his business, the church, and these chaplain duties. And I just love the fact that, you know, where Cali's from, as we as we look to the future, I think that um, I'm really excited about what he brings to our team, what he brings to our family of chaplains, because he he just has some giftings and and some heart and passion that I think is just critical for coming around and supporting people in, in the pro game. You know, a lot of the pro athletes and coaches get stuck into performance, get stuck into identity, and and they need people around them without an agenda, people that can realize that Hey, this is a person that just just needs to know that they're loved and they're cared for. And Kali's one of those guys. Well, next up, um, again, probably one of our longest-serving tenured chaplains, uh, Pastor Kurt Trampert. Kurt uh, was born in Ecuador, in Quito, as a missionary kid. Um, he he finished out at Simpson Bible College in California and played soccer there collegiately. Um, Kurt has been a pastor in Colorado Springs for a number of years. He's with Christian Missionary Alliance. And um, sad to say, Kurt is, I mean, well, sad, good, I, I don't know. But Kurt is, is a leader and he's loved. And so the, the Christian Missionary Alliance district, uh, the Mid-America district has said, Kurt, we, they, they've been trying to recruit him for years to come up and help with some of the larger picture church kind of stuff. And Kurt has finally answered the call. He's going to be. Um, hanging up his pastorate and hanging up his boots per se as a soccer chaplain, um, or at least putting him on on the sidelines for a little while as he moves up to Omaha and begins to take on a new work. And uh, so Kurt was our first chaplain to be placed outside of uh, Ben with the Timbers and, and the guys that I had working with me with Rapids. Kurt was our first chaplain placement in 2015. I had literally just a month or two before left the church, left church staff, and we were striking out into figuring out, can we replicate other chaplains with other teams? And and really, this was a, a burden and a call that God had put on my heart. And Kurt, um, Kurt's the first. Kurt's the first in the United uh, Soccer League's championship division. He was our first chaplain with the switchbacks. And we're going to be looking for a new chaplain. It's going to be hard to fill the boots that, that Kurt's left behind. And Kurt also, uh, for years has had a great, a great beard that he sports. And, um, but I've loved Kurt. He, he has a great heart for people, a great heart for Jesus and, and seeing, 
seeing just sort of these divine moments um, happen. And uh, so just want to pray a blessing on Kurt as he moves into a, a new season, a new chapter, moves away from us a little bit. It's going to be hard. I don't like to let go of people, Kurt. So if you're listening, you know, just know um, it's going to be hard for you to move away from me too far. And uh, we're just looking forward to what God has for him in the future, for CMA and and also for Omaha. Well, next is another new chaplain, Chaplain Mike Richards. Mike is the new chaplain for El Paso Locomotive FC. Uh, you know, we, we had a chaplain uh, for locomotives down in El Paso for right around 2020, 2021, Eric Jimenez. And Eric moved on, uh, uh, I think it was kind of mid-year last year. He moved closer to, to Dallas, took a different church position. So we were really looking for a right fit. And El Paso is quite unique. There's a relationship they have with FC Juarez. And, and so you see some some players coming back and forth that – um, speak Spanish. So we're like, you know, we we're kind of looking for the right person. And I, I've got a list of maybe 20, 25 pastors and others that chaplains that I looked for and, and looked through candidates. And we we're just praying, God, bring us the right person, bring us the right person. And just no one had a, no one was a fit and no one seemed to have the time. And it was actually, uh, Carlos Alejandro Cali. I just talked about him. Cali was like, Hey, you know, you should connect with this guy, this friend of mine. And, I, I'm sure he knows someone in El Paso, and sure enough, this person connected us immediately with Mike. And Mike is the pastor at Vino Nuevo. It's a non, non-denominational church in El Paso. It's Spanish-speaking, and um, it, it, you know, Mike's just got this really unique fit as a bilingual person. Um, his wife's from, um, I think, Finland, and uh, and he's been serving in the El Paso area for a number of years. And um, and he's taking on this new role with El Paso Locomotive and just really has a heart, not just for the athletes and the coaches, but for the staff folks. And and that's one of the values that we teach and coach to our chaplains is like, hey, you're not just there to serve elite athletes. You're not just there for glam and glory. You're really there to serve the people that that work hard and don't get the glory, the, the people that work hard for the low wage or the, you know, no attention, like serve them. And, um, and Mike's just gotten into this position here in 2023 and, and he's getting into this, this mode and, and rhythm of, of serving well, those people. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know Mike more and more. I'm, um, I'm excited by his gifts, his skills, his talents that he brings to the table and what he brings to the soccer chaplains, United family. All right. Well, moving on another good friend of mine, I've talked about him already a little bit chaplain, Billy Servany. So Billy's the original Nashville SC chaplain. And, uh, you know, just a little bit of the backstory. So the, the coach at Nashville SC currently, Gary Smith, we, we have a long standing relationship. And when Gary took on the role at Nashville SC, they, they were looking to jump into MLS in a couple years or a year or two. And, and so they were in the USL championship. And, and I, I called up Gary I, and I said, hey, can I find you a chaplain? And, uh, I mean, Gary was like, Hey, why don't you move your family here? And I was like, ah, you know, we don't really move our families for, uh, for, <laughs> for these things. We're all volunteers. But I, I said, how about I find someone? And, uh, so did a number of, of looking around, investigating and, um, actually had kind of run through the entire candidate pool, the, the, the people that, you know, I kind of knowing, knowing Gary really well, knowing Nashville, seeing like where they were going to go, you know, there, there were just a unique set that we were looking for. And I, I think it was the Titans chaplain at the time. I'd kind of come to the end of, you know, my circles, my networks. And he said, Hey, I think I, 
I might know someone that you need to talk to. And sure enough, it was Billy. And I remember sitting across from Billy. Um, we met together before a Nashville game and uh, just getting to know each other a little bit. And, um, you know, as Billy shared his his heart, his story, uh, you know, he, I, I think he started with a line like, yeah, I came to Nashville like like a lot of other people. You know, I, I came with hopes and dreams and a, a pickup truck and a guitar and you know, I made my, I did my albums and I, and I cut, cut my records and, and, um, you know, I've listened to some of Billy's music there. There's one song that, um, uh, just really gets my heart all the time. And, but Billy's, Billy's a wonderful guy and, uh, Billy is no longer in Nashville. He moved, uh, a few months ago, a number of months ago, I think it was, um, kind of late last year, he moved to Jacksonville, Florida, take care of his parents and kind of be at their side. And Jacksonville's home, it's where he grew up. And uh, so, so for him, it's a little bit of a home going and Billy's going to be working in Jacksonville. There's a new USL team, an expansion franchise that'll start play here in a year or two, maybe a little bit longer. And Billy's, Billy's doing some of the groundwork, some of the foundational work to start to set up a, a chaplaincy ministry that can kind of be there from the get go, which is, which is neat because he was, he was the first chaplain for Nashville SC. He saw them go from USL championship to MLS. So he, he's been in those transition moments and he's just, he's just a gifted guy. Um, Bill, Billy's Billy and I are brothers for sure. And, um, you know, sometimes I wish we weren't separated by as many time zones as we are because Billy is a dear friend. And I, I just wish we got to spend more face to face time together. But, um, he and I have, have, uh, seen through and cared for some of the same people. And we have a deep, deep love for, for the people God's put in our path. So that's uh Reverend Billy, Billy Cervini. He's, he's an awesome brother. Well, next I want to talk about Chaplain Gregory Eight, uh, or sometimes it's pronounced eight, but, um, just kind of depends on how well, you know, Greg. So Greg is a younger brother to me. Uh, Greg has been, was a longtime pastor, uh, youth, youth pastor at Advent Presbyterian church in, in Memphis. And, uh, it's interesting. He works for Memphis 901 FC and, um, back in the day, you know, Tim Howard is a, is a, is an owner of this team. I think he's a minority owner still. And, um, and, and when Tim was with the Rapids and sort of the story came out that he was going to be investing in a hometown club, I asked Tim, I said, Hey, Hey Tim, what about us finding a chaplain for Memphis 901 FC? And, um, I think, I think his words were, Hey, if they're like you, yeah, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a shot. And, um, you know, kind words from Tim. And, and, uh, so, so Greg was, he's part of my own denomination and, uh, I was sitting in a meeting. I was at a sort of a committee meeting for our church. And, uh, there was a guy from Memphis there and, and I was sharing about, Hey, we're looking for a new chaplain or a chaplain candidate for this team in Memphis. And he goes, you need to ask Greg Eight. And so, uh, Greg got introduced through one of his elders at his church. Um, we had a few get togethers and, um, you know, I, I texted Tim Howard and I was like, Hey Tim, do you mind if I give this guy your, your number and you guys can text up a meeting, get a coffee, one meeting, one coffee meeting later. And Tim's like, yeah, I think we, I think this is the guy. And, uh, sure enough, uh, I'd been, he, I mean, he challenges me in so many ways. He comes with these fresh ideas uh, you know, Greg started working with the team in 2019. That's when Memphis 901 FC started. And he just immediately, uh, interpreted the, the city, the team culture really well and started to work toward just being some of the glue that, uh, could hold that, that club together and just, 
you know, going between the staff and the players and the coaches and the community, Greg, oh man, I hear so many stories about him and not from him that make me go, oh, we made the right choice in 2019. That guy, that guy is awesome. Um, the other thing I love about Greg and I called him my little brother is that we love to challenge each other on the disc golf course. And, um, I think right now I hold I hold the lead, although Greg would say it's unfair, unfair advantage because he's normally played here in Colorado and not in the uh, tightly wooded um, back in the in the in the, in the east um, uh, fairways. But, uh, yeah, I do have an advantage over Greg um, and uh, I'm trying to maintain that. So I've, I've got to pick and choose what moments I'll play against him. But, um, Greg, you know, I love you like a brother and um Man, your work with 90FC just inspires me, and and I just love you and care about you. And Greg today is is now working for St. Patrick's Presbyterian, and um, he's just a tremendous brother and friend. Well, next I want to talk about Chaplain Clint Moore. So Clint serves uh, New Mexico United. He's kind of been in this role since 2019. But what's unique is uh, we we had a mutual friend that we we knew on the coaching staff, and so Clint was kind of just there and available. And for, for a season, there wasn't anything official. It was just Clint was just there. He was available. And, and I told him, I said, you know, Clint, sometimes this is how it goes. Like it can be tough to get an, an introduction. It can be tough to be official with a team. And, um, and Clint kind of persevered through some initial early stage moments that I don't think were easy. And, and maybe if I were in Clint's shoes, I wouldn't have hung around because it, it's hard to see fruit in those years when you're, you're waiting to meet with people. And, and yeah, Clint met with a couple coaches, a couple players, and he would support them and he would be at games and different things, but it could be hard. You could get discouraged easily. And what I love about Clint is he's raising his two boys. He's, he's just raising them, not perfectly, but I think right. And he, and he's trying really hard as a dad to to help his sons navigate their gifts their their gifted footballers. And, and he's also trying to help them grow up to be men who love Jesus. And so I've, I've been in his home. I've stayed with him. I've seen firsthand kind of, kind of his work and love for people. And, and I'm just, you know, w- when I see players that go from, from Colorado Rapids down to New Mexico United, I, I just know and trust that Clint Moore is going to, going to do an awesome, great job with them. And he's just going to love them as, as one should. And so that's the thing I love about Clint and, and about the team that he's assembled. I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. So the next chaplain, chaplain, Jordan Rivera, Jordan's new to soccer chaplains United came in 2023, early 2023. Jordan was born in Quito, Ecuador as well. Uh, but native wasn't, wasn't missionary. And so, uh, by the grace of God, um, his his family's been involved in pastoral ministry down there, and he just he just felt like this call to come to the U.S. to to grow in his education, and uh, so he came and got a bachelor's in theological studies at Rio Grande Bible College in Edinburgh, Texas, um, and and then afterwards moved to Albuquerque, and he's been uh, leading a Spanish speaking church plant and and working just towards uh, establishing a healthy church in the city. And, um, he and his wife, they've, they've got a little one. Um, and, and, you know, you know, for him, he's just learning to be a parent. What I, I love is Jordan is so young and yet he, he loves to, to just take time to learn writing songs with guitar and connecting with people from different backgrounds and with his bilingual skills, his, his multicultural skills. Well, I just think Jordan's going to be one of those guys 
that can connect on different levels with some different people. And I'm excited to see Jordan um, and the rest of the New Mexico United team kind of flourish and, and grow into this new season and stage of ministry life for New Mexico United. Well, the next chaplain kind of rounding out the, the team with New Mexico United. And I think it's a little unfair, like three chaplains for this USL championship team, but it's so awesome. Tate is uh, also new this year. And Clint, as he's kind of been going around, uh, he kind of tabbed these two guys as guys that could kind of come alongside. And, and, and Tate's this guy that just, I think, you meet him and you want to be his friend instantly. So Clint knows Tate from playing soccer together. Um, they play on their lunch breaks during the week. And Tate was, was actually born and raised in Zimbabwe. And um, he grew up growing, going, to, going to church, coming to faith at a young age and and he tells a story, though, that as a young man, um, he, he really found it tough to pursue the Lord. And um, there was sort of this uh, pressure to to be a good Christian on the outside. But inside, he was really struggling with, with stuff going on. And it was, it was in his latter years of high school, he recalls, that a, a youth pastor kind of took him under his wing and just said, Hey, Tate, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to seek Jesus like genuinely authentically. Uh, so, you know, a- after a few years, he, he moved to, to Texas. He, he was studying in, in radio, TV and film. And uh, it was while he was there that he just really felt the call to ministry, got plugged in at church. And then um, he's, he's now been serving as a, as a pastor of children and families at, at desert Springs church in Albuquerque. And, uh, you know, they Tate Tate's one of those guys other than his love of Arsenal and him leading. I, I think he's still leading in our fantasy uh, Premier League football thing. But besides those things, <laughs> what I love is that Tate just brings that um, that aspect of being being a friend to being a guy's guy, like just being someone that you feel comfortable to hang with. And um, I remember when I was passing through ABQ earlier this year. And getting to know Tate, um, it was like, hey, let, let's let's grab some food. And uh, I showed up at the wrong the wrong restaurant, and um, and I remember coming in and and uh, sitting down and just waiting. I was like, hey, am I at the right place? And Tate's like, no, you're at the other one. Uh, and so Tate Tate came to me, and then we just hit it off for a couple hours, just having uh, a good sense of food, getting to know each other's stories, and and I'm just blessed to see Tate Tate be part of our our soccer chaplains United team. All right. We're well, getting into another new chaplain. We've had a lot of new chaplains this year, 2023, eight new chaplains, uh, chaplain EJ Ruiz. EJ is the volunteer chaplain at Rio Grande Valley Toros FC. Um, what I love about EJ is this. He's the protege. He's, he's been mentored by Isidro Pina. So Isidro, was uh, received a different call. He he had this new job going on in San Antonio. His family lives up there, and so he's like, "Brad, I'm I'm going to be handing off the ministry." And w- one of the things I coach our chaplains to do is always look for your replacement as you build out a team. Look for guys that can come behind, uh, take on the reins of ministry in the event that God ever calls you onward, or you know just to, just to bring that other dimension to the team. And so. EJ is one of those young guys. He grew up uh, underneath Isidro. Isidro mentored him throughout his college years. And 
and even and beyond. And and now EJ is is working. He he recently just this year took on a new pastorate at uh, El Messias United Methodist Church in Mission, Texas. And um, he's been serving for a number of years as a lay minister, both with Isidro and a couple other churches there in the Rio Grande Valley area. Uh, EJ served in the military, so this this brother is fit. Uh, I would not want to get in a push-up contest with him. Uh, he loves working out, um, and uh, he's ordained in the United Methodist Church, and just he's been a blessing to to come onto our team. And he just kind of followed and picked up right where Isidro left off. Like Isidro introduced him to the staff, to the players, and it's like we didn't miss a beat at all. And that's that's what I love. The, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to make a chaplain handoff. Um, it can be hard for the outgoing chaplain cause you're, you're just leaving relationships and people you love, but it's so much easier when you leave those people you love with someone that you can trust. And I see that in EJ and his relationship. And so now EJ becomes a second chaplain to serve the Toros. It's his hometown team. So there's a lot of good things happening with RGV FC and I'm looking forward to seeing what God does, um, for the years that, that are to come. So, Moving on, uh, here's another new chaplain, although he's not really new to our group, Chaplain Robert Briggs. Briggsy, as he's known, native of Glasgow, Scotland. He's a pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sacramento. He he works a volunteer chaplain of Sacramento Republic. Now, Sac Republic has some history. They're a USL championship team, but they were slated to go into MLS. And uh, their owner pulled out kind of the last minute and... Um, and MLS withdrew their their invitation to Sacramento to join. And so heartbreak all around. But Briggsy's he's been through it all. And uh, growing up in, in Glasgow, he's, I mean, he knows what football's about. And um, back in, uh, I think it was 2015, 2016, we were looking, you know, who are the chaplains in the league? We're looking to kind of grow and develop out. You know, Kurt had been a placement for us. And so... You know, I'm tooling around on the Sacramento Republic website and I see this volunteer chaplain. I'm like, who is this guy? No one knows about him. So I literally rang him up. Um, We started this relationship. I've been out twice now to Sacramento when Rapids have played in preseason or U.S. Open Cup games. Uh, That that's kind of the way the moments we've been able to share. And, And Briggs, he's had me in his home. He's just he's loved on me. He's cared for me. And we've man, I just enjoy this brother. He's He's solid biblically. He's solid theologically. And he is busy. He is one busy guy. I mean, he's uh, not only the pastor of a fairly large church in Sacramento, but he's he's on a board for this group called 20 Schemes. He also serves a union gospel mission in Sacramento. He And he's just one of those guys that he sees a need, he sees a gap, and he works to fill it. And, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a Hotspur fan, kind of like my friend Greg Ite, which I, I try not to hold against him. And they're just glad they're doing well this year, and ho- hopefully they can add something to the to the dusty trophy uh, cabinet that they have. But um, Briggsy is a is a good friend, and uh, I've just loved it. It's taken a while to get him to join us, but that's more due to busyness than anything else. And uh, uh, Briggsy, if you're listening, man, I I just love you. I'm glad you are part of Soccer Chaplains United nowadays. Well, moving on, and and we're moving now. So we so we've been talking about chaplains in the USL Championship. We're going to get in now to some different leagues, and I, and I want to talk about Jonathan Hyde. So Jonathan, uh, interesting story to Jonathan. Jonathan serves Chattanooga FC. Uh, one of one of our board members is the coach there, Rod Underwood, 
And Rod's been serving there for a couple years now. And, um, you know, I've asked Rod from time to time, hey, is, is Chattanooga ready for a chaplain? Uh, there's some history. Chattanooga FC had had someone there serving as a chaplain who uh, broke some rules, broke some some of the things that we, we would say are professional boundaries and standards, uh, just kind of taking advantage of, his, of a position. And so there was a little bit of a, we don't want a chaplain. And it, I thought, it, oh, man, what a challenge. I've got a board member, coach of a team, and we can't even put a chaplain here. This is This is a challenge. But I've been down to Chattanooga a couple times, uh, met with some of the folks uh, there at the club. They've got a great vision. They, they're really connected in the community, and, the, and it's really beautiful what they're doing. And so, you know, it was, it's, at some point this year, I was talking to Rod again, just like, hey, how about I have you meet this guy? So Jonathan came to us in 2019. We were thinking about placing a chaplain with the other Chattanooga team, Red Wolves, their USL1 team. And Jonathan, uh, at the time I knew the coach. And so, um, I'd asked the coach and, and, uh, Hey, can we try and place a chaplain? He said, sure. Who you, who you got? And Jonathan came to us. He went through our process. Um, but the coach, coach didn't want it at the time for whatever reason. He just, no, I, I don't think we want a chaplain right now. And so, you know, things kind of shut down with that. And Jonathan, um, you know, it was kind of this year and I was, I was just like, let, let me close this loose end. You know, let me, let me call up Jonathan. Uh, CFC's maybe ready now for a chaplain. Is Jonathan ready to, to give it a go again? And, uh, sure enough, like it's a thing about timing sometimes with these guys and, and, and the teams that we're trying to serve, but God kind of opened this door and Jonathan met with Rod and, and there was a process of meeting with coach and assistant coaches and people at the club. But, but Jonathan's one of those guys. He has an MDiv from Baylor, knew Ben Dudley. In fact, I think Ben c- kind of had connected us or introduced us. And so Jonathan now is now serving as a volunteer chaplain for CFC. And it's really exciting because getting to walk Jonathan, see Jonathan walk and love on his own family and, and take those things he's learned in ministry and with his own family and put those into the club I think just makes Jonathan a great fit for, for Chattanooga FC. And I'm excited to see what God does for the ministry, for the team uh, there and what that team's doing in the city. And then the culture is just amazing. All right. Well, the next chaplain, if you've been listening thus far, man, maybe we need a break. Should should we put in some commercials here or something? I don't know. Um, I'm going to talk about this next guy and I love him. Chaplain Kevin has next. So, Kevin and I work really closely together, and that's because he's he's working with Rapids too. So Rapids too, if you don't know, is part of MLS Next Pro. MLS Next Pro is all these MLS clubs now, first division. They have all of them now have these third division teams that play in their own separate leagues. So this is a development. It's part of the player pathway. And so as a Rapids, we're kind of forming this out for 2022. I was like, I, I need another chaplain. I need a, I need someone that can come in and serve this group of people because there's just too many people for me to, I, I'd be spread thin. I wouldn't be home at all. I would, I, w- I wouldn't be able to lead soccer chaplains United. So Kevin's come on. He starts in 2022, just as a team starting. He's from New Mexico. In fact, he was led to the Lord by Clint Moore, our chaplain down with New Mexico United. It's amazing. They were roommates in college together. And so um, Clint had uh, he'd been roommates with Kevin and was just like, hey, Kev, you know, let me share with you about Jesus. And uh, so it's 
oh man, I, I love the way God works. I love how tight knit the community, the family is sometimes. And so Kevin, um, Kevin becoming a Rapids games. I kind of knew of him. I'd kind of seen him around. Uh, he had developed a friendship with one of the players, uh, Michael Azira. He'd been part of the Rapids team and, and Michael started going to his church. Um, Kevin's a, a pastor of Calvary Wellspring in Aurora, Colorado, and uh, his church really intentional about being in the community and like trying to serve and love them well. And so, um, you know, as this Rapids 2 opportunity is coming up and I went through a list of a couple people, but um, kind of kept coming back to Kevin. And so th- there was a little bit of a worry, like, man, is Kevin going to be too much of a fanboy to have as a chaplain? That that can be, that can do, do damage sometimes. If someone's too much a fan, they're not realizing that they need to be a pastor first and that once you get into this game, um, it seems glorious, but there's some dark sides to it. You know, there's some tough stuff that you walk people through and you have to walk with. And so, um, Kevin got in, I remember he, he did interview process with us. I, I had myself, a couple board members there in a meeting and we just felt like, yeah, yeah, Kevin's a solid guy and Kevin's going to bring, something of, of loving people. And what's been neat is to see Kevin grow in his, in his love for the team and the club. And, and there's more and more ways that we're partnering together. We, we do a front office Bible study together. We do a combined, uh, rapids one and and rapids two Bible study together. We're, we're constantly thinking through and, and feedback to each other. Like, Hey, how can we get better? How can we improve? How can we, how can we grow in these areas? And we just, we just love serving uh, the Rapids organization and cheering them on. And so, uh, Rapids two are, are in the playoff contention still for MLS next pro. And, um, they could, uh, they could go all the way. There's two games left. So we're excited to see that happen as, as those games will probably happen at Dick's if uh, Dick's sporting goods park, if, uh, if the t- team can keep winning the next couple weekends. So that's uh chaplain, Kevin Hasnack and, and, uh, you should go to our website, check out his bio. Um, great guy to get to know. Now, I'm going to talk about this next guy. He's also MLS next pro. And, you know, again, I, I talked about Greg Ida a little bit as a younger brother, Jubal McDaniels, a younger brother too. Uh, this is a guy pushes me, pushes me. Now he is not very good at disc golf. Uh, I'll just say that from the outset and, and Jubal, I don't, I don't mean anything by that. I just want you, you know, maybe you and Greg, I get together, you work on your game a little bit more so you can really take me on. But, um, but Jubal's a brother. And, uh, man, I love working with this guy. So, so Jubal's the guy we, we call constantly. We're, we're talking, you know, Jubal's like, Hey, Brad, what about this idea? Brad, Brad, what if I try this? Or Brad, what what if we did this? Or what if soccer chaplains United? And, and there's just this, this wealth of knowledge. Um, there's this, there's a sense and work with us uh, as we're working together to kind of make our chaplaincy and our service to these clubs better. And Jubal's Jubal's the guy. Now, now, to be honest, and, and Jubal, I don't know if I've ever said this, but um, I, I'm going public now. I'm saying it now. Jubal was not our first choice. He did not check the boxes. Uh, but when we got into the interview process, we saw his heart. And he, he didn't meet the qualifications education-wise and, and in a few other areas. But Jubal raised his hand and he goes, you know what? I, I really want to do this and I will go the extra mile. And this guy has. Literally, he went back to school and got uh, did his master's work and through Liberty, and and he's been growing in his understanding of chaplaincy and his execution of it. And there's moments 
we'll, we'll be on a call together. You know, there's a, I, I went out uh, a couple years ago to spend some time in Tacoma with him and, um, and we played disc golf for sure. He was, he nearly fell in the river. I, I was, there's some video out there somewhere, maybe on Facebook or elsewhere where he's, he's throwing from river's edge. But, um, man, Jubal's just, just a brother and, and he loves his family. That's what I love. And, and w- one thing is when you see a person, when you're invited in their home and you see how they work and love with their family, it gives you a good insight into how they're going to serve and love others too. So man, Jubal's, Jubal's been a blessing. You know, he, he used to be brewing and roasting his own coffee. I don't think he has time for that anymore. Um, but, um, the times that we've been out there and, and the only thing I got against him, I mean, is he's a Sounders fan, which he kind of has to be. So I kind of try not to hold that against him. He's an, he's an Evertonian. So usually he's, he's been, uh, the kicking dog for our fantasy premier league jokes and stuff. But, um, Jubal's another great guy to love another, another brother in ministry. And, you know, let me just pause for a minute and just say that I am so privileged you know, if you work for a church, right? Like you have staff members and you have people you work with and sometimes you get along with some of them. Sometimes you don't. And I would just say that looking through this list and, and, and these faces, these names, man, this is like, I get to work with the awesomest staff in the world. Now I don't get to see them every day. I don't get to spend time with them like you do on a church staff. But I, th- I think back to 2015, leaving the church, one of the things that was hard and sad for me was the day to day, but I get these people and, and God has blessed me with them. And, uh, I'm just excited and, and excited to see the growth, to see the new people that come along. Cause I know they're, they're going to teach me. I know they're going to grow me. And, and one of the next guys is, is chaplain Felipe Olavaria. Now, now Felipe was kind of, he shadowed Kurt Trempert with switchbacks. So Felipe was doing an internship down in Colorado Springs with Christian Missionary Alliance. And Kurt's telling me like, hey, I got this guy. He could be a great, great bilingual chaplain helping me with ministry. And then the pandemic kind of came and shut some things down. Felipe moves to Omaha, starts working there. And one of the things that um, as we were, you know, I've been praying and, and seeing different people move about the league, Union Omaha has been one of those teams that, We've got, you know, there's people that we know and care about there, but we just couldn't find a chaplain candidate. We, we, we'd we have pastors and others and they're like, no, sorry, sorry, Brad, I'm too busy or, or sorry. Yeah, that doesn't really, I can't really do that. And, and so God kind of moved Felipe and his family to Omaha, I think. And Kurt, you know, earlier this year, uh, he's like, hey, I, I got someone in Omaha. And finally, I was like, Kurt, you got to tell me who this guy is because we need to start moving on Omaha. And uh, we need to play someone. So Felipe's come to us. He's he's one of our newest chaplains. We just introduced him a couple of weeks ago. He's associate pastor at the CMA Church in Millard, Nebraska. Um, he he's working kind of part time there, part time in a coffee shop. He's going to be raising money through us. If there's a guy to get behind and support, and 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 there's a number of them. You can go onto our donation page and see who's who's needing support. Jubal's a guy that needs support. That Felipe is another one of those guys. And. Um, he, he and his wife uh, have a, a beautiful daughter, and he loves rooting for Creighton University uh, basketball team. Felipe actually played semi-pro in Chile. And this is what I love. Felipe is from Chile, so he's our third Chilean chaplain. And, uh, you know, Elias Burgos and, and Ricardo, who I'll talk about a little bit later, both those guys are from Chile. And I just know 
people from Chile are a blessing to me. If there's one uh, South American country I want to visit, um, you know, before I die is Chile. And, um, you know, we could get into some arguments about, you know, Chile versus Argentina, but, um, I, I love, uh, I love my Chilean brothers and, uh, and Felipe's story is amazing to me. You should, you should go on our website, check out his, check out his bio, support him if you can. And, uh, there's just some good things happening. Um, he's fluent in Spanish and English, speaks a little bit of Portuguese or has some understanding. He also was studying in the culinary arts. So, Felipe, I'm thinking for one of our retreats or meetings, man, you need to be in charge of the food. Uh, and we'll see. Felipe is from Santiago, and, and I'm just excited. He and his wife have a call to go back to Chile, and I'm thinking expansion. So whenever God moves that, uh, maybe Soccer Chapman's United will grow down into uh, South America. So, Felipe, welcome to the team. Glad to have you. It's just a privilege and a blessing, and I know God's going to do great things in your time in Omaha and beyond. All right, so getting into uh, now, we, we've kind of moved through Union Omaha, USL League One, USL League Two. Uh, our chaplain that we have there, Chaplain Josh Bailey. Uh, Josh is uh, in West Virginia, and uh, in the West Virginia, West Virginia has a, a USL Two team. So let me tell you about USL Two real quick. These are essentially college players. They come in and play like I don't know twenty, twenty-four games or something over like two, three months. They make no money because they have to keep college eligibility. And so they get a little meal stipend. They travel a lot. They maybe get a little bit of housing. And and Josh reached out. Oh, I forget when it was. He's He's been um, he's been part of our group. He, ju- he just came working for us this year, I think. And, and um, Josh reached out to me and he's like, hey, there's no pro teams by me. But we have this USL2 team and, and soccer is getting to be really big. Uh where near where I live, Charleston, uh, state capital, West Virginia. And, um, so he's serving there as a pastor at covenant church as a PCA church. And, uh, for years, Josh has been teaching in high school, middle school, elementary school. And like, he was helping students. And so like, he's really good with young people and he's got a great family. I haven't met them yet. Josh is one of those guys, but, uh, that, that I still need to get out to and visit and see, but, what I love about Josh is that talk about perseverance. It is not easy to serve a team that literally plays for like three months. There's some staff that are working throughout the year, but literally play for three months and then they're out. And Josh is that guy. And Josh has cultivated some relationships. He's building and working on things there in West Virginia. And I'm just excited to have Josh as part of the team. And, um, you know, I feel like someday, uh, we got to have this big reunion and get all these people together that um, some of them, like I've spent phone time and zoom time with some of them. I've, I've, I've traveled to and spent longer periods of time, but Josh is one of those guys that I definitely need to spend some time with in the next, next year or so. Well, let me talk next about chaplain, Michael Kell. So Michael came to us and um, Michael's unique. Let me just say this. And Michael, if you're listening, man, I love you, brother. Uh, Michael is a jokester. He's a prankster in some ways. In fact, it's probably good that there's a little bit of separation to us because we, we might get in trouble. Um, his son just committed to Liberty university. His daughter is there as a worship leader. And I know this because all of Michael's Facebook feed, if you see are about his kids, his son plays for LAFC Academy. And so Michael came to us and he's like, Hey, 
tell me more about this chaplaincy bit. And, um, you know, I'm kind of like the de facto academy chaplain. Like the parents know I'm a pastor. Um, he works for the North American Mission Board. He's a kind of a church planting coach, pastor kind of guy. So he's he's supporting others as they plant churches. And um, he so so Michael's kind of serving. He's been serving with us since last year. And I remember running into Michael. Uh, there's been a couple times where we've interacted. One was at a Rapids game at, at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. LAFC Academy boys were in to play our, our Academy boys. And he was at a game. And, and so we just sat for a while and, and talked about what chaplaincy looks like and, and some of the challenges that happen at the Academy level. And so it's been really neat to see Michael growing in, in the work that he does. So, so Michael takes a lot of photographs of the team. And, and so a lot of the parents come to him and they just, you know, they, they offload and unload some of the things that are, you know, struggles with their kids or the struggles that this, this pro player pathway and how, how challenging it is. And it's been neat to see Michael kind of be, be the sort of ad hoc unofficial Academy chaplain and kind of serve. It's great too. He's, we're both Manchester United fans, um, which yeah, we're, we're, we're struggling this year for sure. But, um, it's great to have that kinship with him and, and to see Michael and the different things he's, he's bringing to the soccer chaplains United team. Whoo. Well, we're getting on here. Uh, we've got a few more chaplains to go, so I'm going to, I'm going to speed things up here a little bit. Um, again, just talking about some people that I, I love. And, and I think sometimes and now some of the people, as, as we talk about them, we're getting away from the pro game. We're getting into some other spaces and this is this, these people that I'm going to talk about next in this next little bit are people who really sacrifice, I think, cause there is no glory. There is no glory in the work that they do. Um, you know, no one's calling them up and saying, Hey, can I get some tickets or, Hey, I'd love to get something for the game or, um, Oh, you're the chaplain for this. Oh, that's amazing. Um, they don't get that at all. And chaplain Jordan Metis is, is one of those guys. He's, he's now working for a new, uh, youth club, and uh, he's he's serving all in elite soccer academy in Gordonsville, Virginia. Um, Jordan's been he, he lives in Orange County, so he, he's been a, a pastor for a long time at Lake of the Woods Church, and been serving that that church for oh maybe going on six seven years now. And uh, now, now Jordan too, he's musical, gifted. He he uh, was a bass player for Carbon Leaf, if you've heard of that band. Uh, they got an American Music Award in in O two, and uh, he's taught music in the in the public schools. And um, but he, this is one of those guys working. He's he's gone through seminary. He he's been pastoring. Uh, he's the guy that you know when I when I throw up opportunities to to you know further sports chaplaincy education, he's one of the first guys to jump to it. And um, he's just been one of those guys that he doesn't need the glory. He just wants to serve and love people. And so he's been serving several of the youth clubs and several high school teams. And he's just one of these guys that as a pastor, uh, as someone in the community, you, you love him. Now he, he's a Liverpool fan. So you, you got to get over some of that. But, um, but Jordan is one of those guys. He, he actually wrote and contributed for our 2022 world cup devotional book. He wrote one of the series, um, that we have in there. And so if you pick up a copy of that, you find that on Amazon. We're going to be doing a revision here soon. But Jordan just, he writes from the heart and his love for people and love of Jesus is evident. And uh, he's just one of those guys that, you know, you're in hospital, 
you're struggling, you're going through something, and there's a call at 2 a.m., like Jordan's a guy. Jordan's a guy to be there for you and to help help support and love you through the midst of, of that difficult thing that, that you're working and walking through. Well, next up, uh, probably the most unique chaplain amongst our group. Uh, first, she's our only female chaplain currently. Uh, Ka- chaplain Kimberly Beach. Uh, she's known as Miss Kim. So if you heard me stumble there with my words a little bit, it's because I'm not used to saying Chaplain Kimberly Beach. She's Miss Kim. And Miss Kim is so wonderful to us. Now, here's what's unique about her. Uh, she came to us a number of years ago, um, and she was working for Trinity International University. And and she came and she's like, hey, I, I kind of figured I'm kind of the team chaplain uh, at Trinity, and, and I kind of needed, I don't know, some accountability, so a group. We said, oh, okay, great. You know, uh, tell us more about Trinity and the work you're doing there. And she's like, well, Trinity men's soccer program. And I'm like, what? How does this work? How does, how does having a female in the locker room work for this men's program? And so, you know, first I was like, I don't think this works. But we said, hold on, let, let's, let's hear the story. And um, so Kim shared the story. Her son played for the program and the coach saw the way that she was just kind of team mom to everyone. I mean, people would come in. She would have them over for meal at her home. She would help out with, with you know, guys that weren't from the U.S. Uh, she, she would just – she, she kind of created this this home environment and, and cared well for them and was always reflecting Jesus and talking about Jesus to them. And so the coach actually approached her and said, hey, would you consider – being our team chaplain. And Kim's like, well, I guess like here I am. I'm kind of already doing these things. Like what is it? And so, you know, she's known as Miss Kim wherever she goes. And, um, or, you know, actually we found out kind of late last year, early this year that Trinity was going to shut down their, their programs. So their athletic programs, uh, undergraduate was going to go away. They were just going to keep the graduate part of their program. And, so all their athletic programs were shuttered and Kim unfortunately had to kind of take some of that news to 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 people. She had a great relationship with the administration of the school and and with the the sporting staff and and so Kim is just one of those people who um she has seen and done some things that you, you just can't write I mean someone needs to write a story about her life. Um she was she was mayor of a town, I forget which which town it was. Uh I think it was in Oklahoma somewhere and uh, she, she's just this uniquely gifted person and she's always striving to grow in her understanding of chaplaincy and her execution of it. And, and today she's, she's moved to Indiana uh, this year um, and she's starting to work with a high school team there and, and she's still just being team mom. She's being Miss Kim to so many people. And this is what I love about Kim. She uses her gifts of teaching discernment, hospitality, and she's, she's just caring for people and she cares well for them. And it comes from a personal place, like pain that she's had to go through and, and moments. And, and she's just kind of just understood God's call in her life all these years. And it's been great to see her become part of soccer chaplains United and just kind of add into our group in a way that no one else does. And, and, you know, 
we really hope that we can grow into the women's side of the game here in the future. We want to grow our women's core of chaplaincy. It's really hard. Some of our standards are high and not everybody meets those. And we need to figure out ways, I think, to, to not create really burdensome, difficult things. Uh, but Kim's been one of those people that just rises to the occasion time and time again. All right. Well, now I'm going to get into talking about some people that um, currently aren't directly serving a particular team. They're sort of supporting as chaplains and they have unique roles. The first one I want to talk about, Chaplain Ricardo or- Oriana. Ricardo's our other Chilean chaplain who's still on the team. Uh, Ricky, as he's known, Dr. Ricardo Oriana. Ricky helped for so many years with my Spanish speaking needs here with Rapids. And, um, and God called him away from hospice. He was working. We worked together for a little bit, hospice of St. John back in the day. And, uh, Ricky and I worked together and then he came over and was helping me with rapids and the Spanish speaking needs that we had there. And, uh, he moved to New Jersey though. Uh, I think it was right around 2013. He'd been working with us for, I think three, four or five years. And, um, he, he moved in 2013 though to New Jersey. And I was like, Ricky, I, I really don't want to lose you. Because the thing about Ricky that, that is powerful, besides his ability to translate, to understand culture, uh, his, his education, is Ricky is a prayer warrior. Like, I, I know Ricky's one of those guys that you tell him, hey, would you, would you be on your knees about this? And, and Ricky probably needs knee surgery because he spends the time on his knees praying about the things um, uh, that, that, are, that are vital. For, for ministry, for life, for family, he gets it. Um, you know, Ricky came to Christ when he was young. He was like 14. So he, he gets what it is coming in those, in the sort of teen years. And, um, he studied kind of growing up as, as I found a lot of Chilean guys do, they, they're studying something else and God calls them to ministry. And so it's been neat to see Ricky, uh, Ricky one time gave me several, several of his books from, from his own library and just said, Hey Brad, these things have helped me in ministry. And I, I believe they'll help you. And, and Ricky's been a great support, a great encouragement. And, um, I think he's going on 15 years of serving now. He started in 2009 working with us with soccer chaplains United and Ricky's just a brother. Um, Ricky's a brother to me. He's been like like a father in, in many ways, and uh, and I've enjoyed working with him and seeing him. Yeah, at, at a distance, like I keep saying, Ricky, you got to come back to Colorado, but um, I think it's too cold here, and uh, soon he's going to leave New Jersey for uh, for Florida shores. I, I'm I'm pretty sure of it. But Ricky is just one of those guys that if you can get to know him, you will be blessed. And um, he leads he leads a, a church, a congregation in New Jersey. He's he's on Facebook a lot leading worship with guitar and, and he and I learned guitar kind of together. So we, we share some great memories and, um, he's just been a blessing to me for, for many years. And Ricky, you just, you got to know that. Uh, I love you, man. All right. Well, uh, moving on, uh, here's one of our newer chaplains. Who's a translator works with us, um, in the Pacific Northwest chaplain, Thiago Souza. Uh, Thiago was born in Brazil and uh and Chiago came to us via Jubal. So Jubal Jubal and I were talking, I'm telling Jubal, "Hey bro, one of the things you need to grow is is you need to grow the team that serves bilingually. Uh serves the players." And so uh Chiago, he he had known of Chiago for a, a, a little while now and Chiago had been at Liberty, has a master of arts in in, in religion and leadership and 
He's like, Brad, I, I think Tiago can be a great part of our team. Tiago does design work for churches in the Pacific Northwest. And what I love about Tiago, and, and, and there's some video footage out there, I think. Uh, Jubal and I are playing uh, disc golf, and Tiago's playing with us. Um, or at least he was walking with us. <laughs> Tiago kept throwing his discs, and he didn't throw them into the river, fortunately. But um, we we had trouble finding his discs in, in the forest. Uh and and it's um it was amazing where we were playing that that we came away with all of our discs. But Tiago, man, credit to you for for hanging with us for that. Um, but what I love about Tiago is um, there there are several uh, Brazilian now more, more, more increasingly Brazilian Portuguese speaking speakers that are playing in the league. And um, one thing that I will do is I will often write a prayer or a devotional or a meditation for the players on my team. And uh, I will send to Tiago and be like, hey, do you mind translating this and like speaking it? Uh, I can speak some Spanish. So usually for the Spanish speakers, I will um, have someone overlook my translations, but I will I will fumble through the Spanish. Portuguese, I can't. I can't do it all. So I, I will call up Tiago. I'll send him a translation. I'll even send him in the English. I'll say, hey, you know, here's here's the prayer so, or here's the thing so that you can kind of figure out the tone and the cadence that I'm saying things. And there's Tiago. He turns around. He's he's giving these prayers back in Portuguese to the players. He's available to meet with them via Zoom. And and I just love that Tiago, in addition to his service to the church and his his abilities to uh, to design things graphically and have an eye, that he's willing to be part of our team and 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 he doesn't get much glory, he doesn't get much credit, but but Chiago single handedly uh, helped to translate our our uh, 2022 World Cup devotional book into Portuguese, and it was a it was a massive task, a massive labor of love. And uh, Chiago, I know, I know, I didn't appreciate you enough, uh, and I apologize for that. I you were a blessing to us, and um, and I just got to say, you know, if you if you need someone. That to be on your team, Tiago is the guy. He's he's a guy that will he'll go the extra mile for you. And uh, and 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 Tiago, I know God's gonna bless you for for the work and the service you've done for Soccer Chaplains United and the and the athletes and the coaches and the people that we serve. And the time is coming, my friend. The time is coming. All right. Next, I want to talk about another longstanding chaplain with us, Chaplain Cesar Duran. Cesar is from Mexico. Cesar served with me uh, after uh, Ricky left in 2013. We needed another. I needed another bilingual chaplain to serve alongside of me. And uh, Cesar had come to us, uh, I think, through a recommendation. Maybe it was uh, through Elias Burgos, one of our earlier chaplains. And um, uh, Cesar. Uh, just started working and and one of his favorite things is he would go for tacos. He would go for tacos with some of the players and and just listen to life. And it didn't matter if they were Spanish speaking or or English speaking, but he would just he would be there in moments for me and come alongside and 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 I love that Cesar from time to time he would he would take soccer gear uh back to back across the border to uh to Mexico where he's from, uh Piedras Negras and and he would just love on the people in there. Um, Cesar right now is in Nebraska. Uh, he, he still is ordained pastor with United Methodist church and, and, um, he's, he's working, uh, there in Nebraska with one of the churches. And, 
Uh, Cesar worked to help translate our 2022 World Cup devotional into Spanish. So he worked alongside Cedro. I'll talk about Cedro here in a second. He worked alongside him to to translate for us. And, you know, Cesar is one of those guys. He, he, he's a Club America fan. So it's it's okay. I haven't decided which, which team in Mexico I will follow. I have many friends that love Club America, and Cesar is one of them. He always reminds me of it. He is always – whenever he shows up for a Zoom, um, he's wearing his Club America uh, jerseys if he's not wearing Rapids jerseys. And um, and the thing that – Cesar will raise his hand and, and help support. He will he will be the guy that – you know when we are testing a bilingual candidate, he will ask questions in Spanish. He, he is constantly helping and serving Soccer Chaplains United still, even after years. Uh so I forget when he went he went down to Texas to do some some work at a church down near there and and Cesar introduced us to Isidro uh which I'll talk about in uh, him again in a second but um Cesar's an introducer and uh he's been a blessing to us so so again I think he worked with us 2016 2017 uh into 2018 and um before he went to Laredo and then uh yeah he's just been a blessing and and he's a good brother we it's been too long since we had tacos, but we will we will get some tacos when we get together again soon. All right. Well, uh, next I want to talk about uh, Chaplain Greg Nowitzki. So, so Greg is one of our younger guys. Greg's currently on the sidelines a little bit right now. Uh, Greg uh, just got married a year ago. Just is having a baby here really soon, and. Um, and what I love is, is Greg came behind me in serving Valor Christian High School. So uh, a number of years ago, I, I served Valor Christian High School as a volunteer chaplain for like seven years. So, you know, I found between the Rapids, Valor, and then trying to lead soccer chaplains United, it was just too much for me. And I, I told my dear friend, Brian Schultz, I said, hey, hey buddy, I, I can't do all this. Like too many names to remember. I can't do this well. Let me try to find someone that can be a chaplain. And so Greg Koenig, he, uh, Greg Nowitzki came behind me and served for a couple of years, uh, tough years too, during COVID, 2020-2021. He served Valor Christian High School. Greg, uh, he's also a Liverpool supporter, so forgive him for that. But he he gets a little bit more grace from me because he actually trialed with Liver, Liverpool's academy. And uh, he had actually played at Trinity International. Uh, he grew up in the Chicago area. And uh, he, he first started at Loris College in Iowa, but but he eventually the call of God was strong in his heart. And he ended up playing for TIU and um, and has gone on since then to, to Denver Seminary. We we kind of we almost crossed paths at Cherry Hills. I, I think um, I think I, I had just left, but he he was coached there. He was young adults or young uh, student ministries pastor at Cherry Hills Community Church where I used to be on staff. And so there were these crossing moments and, and uh, I got introduced to Greg and I remember I, I had his number in my, uh, in my phone for a while. And uh, I was thinking about this valor vacancy that was going on. I was like, who could do this? And I just, I thought of Greg and it was funny. I, I think I had called him and he's like, brother, you would not believe, but I just drove past valor. And I was, I was asking, I was praying to God, like, God, if, would there be a way to like serve or work with, with this school? And that if, if you don't know that the, the school's right across from the church. And um, so, so it was just kind of a God thing. And so Greg, Greg's kind of taking a step back now. Um, 
for a season. And uh, I just imagine reengaging Greg at a, at a later point. Greg does some amazing work for us still. He's He kind of consults with us on several different cultural kind of issues that are going on and, and really helping us speak into the youth and, and the other aspects of the game um, as he's familiar with and as he understands. So uh, really blessed to have Greg Nowitzki as, as a friend, as a colleague, as a co-laborer. And, and he's just a, a great part of Soccer Chaplains United. And, and again, can you pick your own staff? I, I don't know. But but God just has led some wonderful people in into uh, working with Soccer Chaplains United. And, and and one of the next people I want to talk about is, is Reverend Isidro Pina. Um, Isidro is one of those guys. Uh, I remember that uh, – so Cesar had introduced us. I'm talking with Isidro and he's like, ah, okay, maybe I'll do this work with the team. He was the first chaplain of Rio Grande Valley Toros. And um, I remember I had been in, in Colorado. I'd driven down to Colorado Springs to meet with the Toros coach before they played the switchbacks. And I asked him, I said, hey, would you be okay if I introduce you to this guy? He can serve as a chaplain. I know he will care for the players, for you, for your staff. And and the coach was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. You know, I'll see this guy. Well, as Cedro goes, he visits the team. He's in the locker room. He calls me right after. He goes, Brad, these these guys are so young. Uh, Isidro was surprised. He was surprised at at the level. Uh, you know, these these are young guys trying to get higher up in the pro game, or or they're they're playing out, uh, they're playing for their lives. You know, the, the, their dreams that they want to play for. And and Isidro is there as a pastor in the area, and um, he really, I think, uh, you know, Isidro is one of those guys who I think has found the fountain of youth. Uh, so. So when I came into Isidro, when, when we got to know each other, he had, I think, just started or he, he was in the midst of doing some marathon running and doing some working out. And, I mean, talk about a fit guy that is older than me and, and uh, now he's riding motorcycles. And um, Isidro this year moved to San Antonio. And um, I could tell, you know, I, I hate the phone call you get when the guy's like, hey, I've God's calling me on, moving on. Um, those are hard. But Isidro goes, you know, Brad, it, it's okay because I think I know someone who can take my place, and I've been, I've been talking with this guy, and and I think he's a guy that to replace me, and and that's EJ. I, I talked to him about, uh, I talked about him a while ago now, but um, Isidro's one of those guys. Well, I love his heart because he doesn't hold anything selfishly for himself. He he could, he could have, uh, but he doesn't, and he and he always he has his view towards caring for people. Uh, Isidro came out one year for a, a retreat with us. And I remember uh, we went up to a retreat in Fairplay, and, um, Fairplay Colorado. And, and we, we were crossing uh, the Continental Divide and we're up on top of uh, this pass, mountain passes, as we're going through this pass. And we stop for a moment. And, and as we stop at this overlook and we're looking down into this beautiful, beautiful valley in Colorado. And Isidro was like, hey, brother. I am cold. <laughs> I'm from Texas. We do not, and from Mexico, we do not like have the clothing to live here and survive here. But we stood there for a moment and appreciating the beauty. And, and I think back to that moment with Isidro and I think, God, what a beautiful man that you brought into ministry to work and to love these, these people. And he loved them with all of his heart, taking them for a coffee, taking them for a meal, uh, walking through with some of these guys uh, through tears and through different life stages. Um, Isidro has been like that father. Uh, maybe in some ways he has felt like grandfather, but he has been 
that kind of fatherly figure that you want to go to when you don't have a father. And and that's something I don't think we realize many times in football is that, you know, a lot of these guys that we work with, and, and again, Soccer Chopins United right now, all of our team right now are, are men's teams, boys' teams, guys' teams. Um, sometimes you lose sight of the father. Uh, and I'm speaking of the Heavenly Father because you're you're playing the game, you're away from church and faith community. Your, your coach, yes, can be like a father figure, but then in that time when the coach says, sorry, I'm not renewing you, or I'm not going to play you, or we are done. Your, 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 your perception, your feeling, your relationship of coach can really be hurt. Or I mean, a, a father, your, your relationship of, you, you know, the coach sometimes becomes a surrogate substitute father, but the coaching relationship has to keep in mind that the ideas of the team or the club ahead of the individual. And so that's where I love Isidro stepping in. He he's he's like the father who loves, and I see in him reflected uh, God the Father, and the way that he has loved so well. And 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 if you see him or you know him on Facebook too, uh, he he loves his little his his grandson so much, um, and his children like he just loves on them so well. And uh, he he also loves Spider Man, so you might see him uh, opening his his vestments one day and see the Spider Man outfit underneath and. Uh, uh, he he is truly in many ways, uh, you know, a great a great defender, a great advocate, a great chaplain, and I'm I'm glad is glad Isidro is is still with us, working. Uh, he's going to be developing some things, hopefully in San Antonio area, and stay part of Soccer Chaplains United. Well, last but certainly not least, uh, Ryan Doyle. So Ryan, let me talk about Ryan a little bit. Ryan has served for a number of years as chaplain to Christ Presbyterian Academy Boys Soccer. And uh, he started in 2019 serving this team. And um, he's he's been a church planter. He's with the PCA. Uh, Ryan uh, holds uh, some coaching badges. Uh, he's coached with Christ Presbyterian. And and round about the time that Ryan and I got to know each other. So so Ryan, Ryan and I met right around the time that we were placing Billy for Nashville SC. And um, – I was I was in the Nashville area and I was talking to a few people and 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 Ryan we we got to talking and he's like what about chaplaincy for this high school team and uh, and again high school chaplaincy is not glorious it's not glamorous um, but it's there's a need there uh, coaches again make playing time decisions and they make all sorts of decisions they you can be cut in certain programs. Um, there's just different things that go on. The chaplain can come alongside though and, and show love and care and support and, and direct guys in different moments differently than a coach can. And Ryan was just willing for a number of years to just walk alongside and, and serve the team. He's taking a step back right now. Um, he's got, he's got some in college. Uh, he and his wife, they've got a busy house and he's busy in, in leading and teaching and doing all the things that he's doing. But Ryan, uh, man, he's just, he's had a servant's heart and he, he loves people well. And I've just loved that Ryan has been a part of soccer chaplains United for so long. And, um, and, and there's, there's a, there's a ton of things that Ryan offers to our, to our team just with his education and, and, and some of the things that he studied and learned and grown in. Um, I know that he's challenged me too in his heart. Um, he, he's done, he's led a lot of mission trips to Uganda as he and his wife have adopted and, 
um, there's just some beautiful things about Ryan. You should, you should go on our website and, and, and check him out and see the work that he's doing and see, see how he's just loved people for so long, for so well. Well, here we are. <laughs> End of the podcast. This might be the longest podcast ever. Um, I love these people. Like, if you haven't gotten a sense of it, and I know some more than I know others. Uh, I know some better than I know others. But there's there's a part of me that sees in them their willingness to sacrifice something. To sacrifice something for people who, at the end of the day, don't appreciate it. They may not even know it. They might not even realize it or care about it, except in the moment that they need it. And as I look through these different names and these people, the time they give up, the time they spend away from their work, their ministries, their churches, their families, the extra that they give without very little uh, compensation, like none. They're all volunteers. Um, Very little credit. I mean, I try to honor them as best as I can, but I'm limited in my own resources. I mean, if I could, I, I I would gift these people with so many things just to say, thank you. Um, and if you're still listening now, like I'd be amazed if you are, but this is just from my heart. And back when I set out to do this work, really what I felt God saying was find people like you, find people like yourself, Brad, that, that care for and will love people for the long run, the long haul. Eugene Peterson has this phrase in in one of his books. He writes about a long obedience in the same direction. And as I was leaving church and staff ministry and stepping into this this leap of faith of of ministry and and raising funds and leading what is today soccer, Chaplains United, I didn't know how it would go. I didn't know how it would go. And I I didn't even know finding other people, would I be able to find them? Uh, My own networks are, are small. Like, I don't know so many people. Uh, I'm not the most well-connected, but uh, God has brought each of these people to the team. And we all we all have a standard, a code of conduct we agree to. We have a statement of faith we abide by. And we were aimed toward and working together to serve and love and care well for the people of soccer. Uh, I, I tell my people all the time, we're not just about athletes in the locker room. We're not just about coaches with pro teams. Uh, we're not just about the people of glitz and glam and glory. When, when you get into these clubs, when you get into these teams, like look for the look for the people that aren't seen, the part time security guard who who may who may have need of you, the the fan who who doesn't even know uh, faith or religion or you know the person that that doesn't get these things. Can we serve them well? Can we love on them too? And um, you know, I've learned a lot through through the years, and and one of my mentors, uh, John Boyers, he he used to be the chaplain for Manchester United Football Club o- overseas. He told me this, and and this is a quote that's on our website. He said, "You know, you know, Brad, when a club chaplain, they're vitally important, and and there are the superstar players that we work with. There are there are the people that get the glory, but it's about the people in the tea room. It's about the part time cleaner." And when those challenges and crises of life hit hard, and when the big questions of life, the faith questions loom large, it's really that chaplain who can be there pastorally and spiritually 
that's that's a, a great gift and a tremendous blessing that you can give. So um, this month is October Pastoral Ministry Appreciation Month. And I just want to encourage you, you know, maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a while. Maybe you've followed Soccer Chaplains United. Maybe you've been blessed or touched by one of these folks. Get behind them. There's ways to get behind them. Yeah, through Soccer Chaplains United, we've got chaplains you can support. Uh, They need financial support. We're not asking anything from these clubs financially. We might get tickets. We might get a credential that help us do our job well. Might get a parking pass from time to time, but... Literally, some of these chaplains are are spending, you know, 20 bucks a game to park at the stadium, to walk in and just reflect the love and light of Christ back to someone. Um, you can get behind someone today. Uh, if, if, you, if you see those chaplains that are part of, you know, we name our different funds after the chaplains and the ministries and the towns and teams are serving. If you're giving into the general fund, you're, you're going in to support myself and, and the work that I do in supporting these others. And, and some of them have different needs, to be honest. Some of their churches are behind them and saying like, hey, use the coffee budget for taking someone out. Hey, use, we'll give you five hours a week to go spend time with, with the team. But not everybody's getting that. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes the chaplains need a little bit more support outside the church. And, and that's really where I see my role. I see my job in supporting them. Because there's different issues and things that come up. There, there's people that don't have the same level and layer of support coming out of church staff ministry. And so I really see that as part of my, my work week in and week out, day in and day out, is to support, be on call for these people when they go through situations they've never faced. And and our group is, is good and tight, and we, we support and love and encourage each other. But I just want to encourage you. You know, maybe today you've been listening and you go, man, this is a good work that people are doing. And, and I believe it. I, I, I would be doing otherwise. I'd be looking for a job right now on church.com or something um, if I didn't believe in this. Um, it is a challenge. And everyone, every one of these people is making a sacrifice. And I just want to encourage and exhort you, get behind them, love them, show them the support and the honor that they're due. And uh, everyone, if you're still listening, man, I am blessed to work with you as part of our chaplain team. Well, hey, that's it for me. Uh, tune in next week. Next time, we're going to have uh, uh, a little bit of a preview of USL Championship playoffs coming up. Um, but what a blessing to be with you today. God bless. It's Reb Brad coming to you from the touchline.